In case you missed it this morning, today is Palm Sunday. (laughs) Today we begin our journey through Holy Week where we recount the final few days of Jesus' earthly ministry. We've just heard Matthew's version of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, and at the end of the service we will hear Matthew's version of the Passion narrative where Jesus is arrested and beaten and crucified. Today we are meant to experience duality, that is, the state of having two contrasting things uh, happen at the same time. The church has shaped this liturgy in such a way that our minds and hearts have to work a bit harder as we experience an emotional and spiritual high as we hear the triumphant shouts of Hosanna that then very quickly turn into disappointed, angry cries of crucify him at the end of the service. So although this day is about two different parts of the Holy Week story, I want to spend most of my time this morning focusing on the the Palm Sunday part, the triumphal entry part of the story, as there will be ample opportunity in the next few days to come and focus on Jesus' passion. And so that means that you all should come on Friday at noon to hear Luis preach about uh, the crucifixion. So I'm always tempted, and maybe some of you are as well, to turn this story of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem into a sort of Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. I grew up loving to go to parades, as I'm sure that many of you did, and I've always found that, that a parade seems to bring out the very best in a community. There is pride and excitement uh, when a parade happens. So when I get to Palm Sunday, I sort of want to go into parade mode, but I think that that Matthew, the gospel writer, tries to tell us that that what's happening in this story is more about the people making a a statement. Jesus is the returning king, and the, the large crowds gathered are welcoming him as such. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Those shouts of joy have, have not only a religious meaning, but also a political one, too. They are shouts meant to greet the Messiah, who in their minds have, has come to overthrow the empire. We quickly realize, if we're paying attention, that this is more of a, a rally than a parade. As Marcus Borg, the late scholar of the New Testament, points out, Jesus' entry into Jerusalem was a, a planned political demonstration but it wasn't the sort of demonstration that the crowds who are welcoming him were wanting. Many of the Jewish people, as you likely know, were longing for a Messiah who would come as a strong and mighty warrior on horseback to to bring down the oppressive government. Jesus, on the other hand, was a king entering on a donkey, speaking peace to the nations and banishing the weapons of war from the land as, as spoken about by the prophets. Jesus was not the king that they were expecting, and so I imagine that his entry into Jerusalem was, was anticlimactic in a lot of ways. There's a part of the film Forrest Gump when Forrest decides to run across America. Do you all remember that scene in Forrest Gump? He reaches one coast, and then he decides to turn around and run to the other. He reaches that coast, and he decides to turn around, and then he just keeps on running Gradually, a little group of people begin to follow him, and then finally the scene ends with Forrest in the desert, and he slows down, and he stops, and he turns around to what's now a very large crowd gathered behind him, and he says to them, I'm quite tired. I think I'll go home now. And the, the people, they're, they're not quite sure what to do, or they're not sure why they've been following this man. 
That's sort of how I imagine this scene playing out for the crowds welcoming G- Jesus. They, they are excited, they are hopeful, they are ready for a change, and then Jesus enters and he doesn't quite fit the bill. He disappoints them in a big way, and so they, they begin to turn on him. There was a book that came out about 15 years ago that I read while I was in college called Leadership on the Line by Ron Heifetz and Marty Linsky. In the book, they say that leadership is disappointing your own people at a rate they can absorb. Leadership is disappointing your own people at a rate that they can absorb. I think that that what they mean by that is that if you don't upset your people enough, then you will never be able to effectively lead them. But if you disappoint or upset them too much, then they might just give up on you or stop following you or even turn on you if the opportunity arises. The crowds gathered to welcome Jesus just can't absorb all of this disappointment, and so they give up on Jesus. And when the opportunity arises, they begin to turn on him. I said that today is all about duality, having two contrasting parts, two contrasting things happen at the same time. We'll experience that duality at the end of the service when we shift to hear the passion reading. But the other duality present in today's service, the other contrasting elements, are what the crowds experienced on that day in Jerusalem. They experienced a contrast between two kings, two two kingdoms. There is King Jesus, and then there, there are the kings portrayed by Herod and Pontius Pilate and all of the other political leaders. The crowds gathered project all of their hopes and expectations onto Jesus, and as Matthew goes on to point out, Jesus satisfies none of their expectations. He goes into the temple and begins to overthrow the tables. He will go on to preach several parables that are very hard to hear. He says unnerving things about how the temple will be destroyed and the end of the world will come very soon. All of these things, all of these things lead to the crowds and the religious and political leaders and even his closest disciples, to turn on him and abandon him. A question that we should ask ourselves today is, what, what are you, what are we expecting from God? The message of Palm Sunday is that, that we have a choice to make. Which, which king do we choose to follow? One king might promise us power and prestige and safety and jobs, but very likely that king won't be able to deliver on all of those promises. The other king promises us life and peace and hope, not only to you and to me, but to all of the world. But, but we only get glimpses, small glimpses, of that life and peace and hope in the here and now. So which king do you choose to follow? If we're being honest with ourselves, I think that most of us have chosen to follow both kings. Both kingdoms make a persuasive claim on our lives. Most of us, I think, have a book, have a foot in both camps just in case. And I think that's true of just about everyone in the world. And it's into this confusion and chaos and, and choice that Jesus enters on Palm Sunday. The challenge and the opportunity of Palm Sunday is to remember that our identity and our security as people of God, as followers of Jesus, can't ultimately be found in wealth, in position, in political identity, or of any of, in any of those things that, that seem to promise security in our lives. Those things aren't bad, but they also aren't going to save us in the end. The blessing and the promise of Palm Sunday and Holy Week is that Jesus' entry into Jerusalem, Jesus' journey to the cross and to the grave, and, and ultimately Jesus' resurrection are demonstrations of just how far God is willing to go 
to show God's unconditional love for each one of us. So back to that Ron Heifetz and Marty Linsky quote for just a moment. They said, leadership is disappointing your own people at a rate they can absorb. Jesus entered into Jerusalem and disappointed a whole lot of people. He disappointed the crowds, his closest followers, the religious leaders, the political leaders, and just about everyone was ready to turn on him. And here's the thing for you and for me. At some point in our lives, we too are going to be disappointed with Jesus. Maybe a prayer won't be answered in the way that we want it to be answered. Maybe we will face fear or doubt or hopelessness or death and we'll wonder where God is in all of that. The promise of Jesus isn't that we will have easy, untroubled lives. You all know this, but it can be disappointing at times when we don't have those easy lives. The promise, I think, of Palm Sunday and of Holy Week and of Easter and of all the Christian life is that even when we get disappointed or frustrated, and even when we want to turn on God, God never turns on us. And it's for that reason that we gather today and join with Christians throughout the world in singing our songs of praise and shouting our hosannas to a God who loves us unconditionally. May we each experience that love anew as we journey with Jesus during this most Holy Week. Amen.